Tonight, yet another staggering heat wave striking fantasy football. High end. Welcome back to the Brodo Heat Wave, powered by the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. 32 teams in 32 days, brought to you by the Brodo team, Mike Petrop, Jason Petrop, Tim Petrop, and Santiago Casanova. Welcome back to the Summer Heat Wave, powered by Fantasy Football by Brodo app. 32 teams in 32 days, doing it Brodo style, which of course means we're covering every fantasy relevant player up until the start of the season. Today, we're talking about the last team standing in the NFC North, the Chicago Bears. The Bears. The Bears. I'm your host, Jason, joined by Mike Ditka. Uh, and before we get started, Mike we want to Ditka. <laughs> Dick Butkus. Dick Butkus. Before we get started, we want to remind you to download the Fantasy Football with Brodo app. The only app that is every single tool you need to draft a winning team. It kind of rhymes, and we didn't even plan it that way. And you'll keep a winning team during the season if you download this app. We have fantasy player cards, a who to draft tool, player comps, podcasts, consistency charts, game logs, coaching tendencies, articles, rankings, waivers, advanced stats, including exclusive stats, exclusive to us, true throw value, true target value, true performance value, rushing yards over expected, points per opportunity excluding touchdowns, Tons and tons more. It's an awesome app and has everything really that you're gonna need. Uh, you can join. Yeah, you can download it now for free for a limited time, thanks to our patrons over at Patreon.com/slash/BrotoFantasy. You can join that now to support the show for as little as three dollars per month. But most importantly, you can join the community on the Discord, where we are making friends every day. Where you can play in leagues with the Broto Bros. You can play in leagues with other community members. You can get an extra podcast per week, including the waiver podcast during the season. You can have private team consultations, free giveaways, and more. And as always, the Brodo Hub, BrotoFancy.com, is where you can find all things Brodo. With all of that said, let's dive into the Chicago Bears. Head coach, Matt Nagy. Offensive coordinator, Bill Lazor. Went to Cornell. Ever heard of it? Ever heard of it? Uh, <laughs> oh, he's also from Scranton. Hey, yo. So, Michael. Dunder Mifflin, guy, the people person's paper people. This guy went to Cornell and lives in Scranton. Was from Scranton. Is he now your favorite offensive coordinator in football? I'm not saying no. But I am saying yes. There you have it. <laughs> Draft Bill Lazor. The Bears, of course, the story around them, 28th-ranked offensive line coming into 2021. Didn't do much to improve it. And last year, even with that dreadful offensive line, with dreadful quarterback play, they passed the ball 61% of the time, 8th in the NFL. So this is the team we're looking at this year. The one thing to note, uh, I know this. I was going to touch on this with David Montgomery, but it... It more has to do with coaching. At the end of last season, Bill Lazor took over the play calling and um, called some games. Matt Nagy already said he's going to take that back this year. Of course he is. So we could see an offense that looks more like the early season offense in Chicago, which means bad things for David Montgomery. But before we get to Montgomery, 
there's a big storyline in Chicago. And what it is has that? To, and it has to do with the most important position in the NFL. And what position is that, Michael? Punter. So tell me about their punter. All right. Punt McGee. I honestly don't even know the Bears punter's name. Damn, I'm a little upset about that. Are you kidding, man? It's Punt McGee. Uh, truthfully, the quarterback position is the most important position in football. The quarterback position currently is occupied in Chicago by ye old Andy Dalton. That's not who everyone is excited about. I got to cut you Justin off real quick, though. Fields. Shoot. Because you know who the Vikings punter is. I didn't say Vikings. It's the Bears we're talking about here. <laughs> okay, you're right. Because the Vikings punter is Brayton Colquitt. Everyone knows that. Yeah, we're talking about the Bears. Idiot. I actually Anywho. who is the Bears punter? Anywho. Let's look up their depth chart. Real if quick. Tim was here, he'd probably go off about Fields. He Pat O'Donnell, Fields. brother. Ah, Pat O'Donnell. Good punter. He loves Justin Fields. Me and Jason told him yesterday, we don't know why you're an idiot and have Justin Fields ranked in your top 12 quarterbacks. That's how we feel about it. It's very stupid. We make fun of Tim for it. But if he pops off, there was a Broto member who had him top 10, so remember that. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Look, I know fantasy Twitter loves Fields. Even before the NFL draft, before it was, when he was still considered to be the number two quarterback off the board, I was not sold on Fields. When I watched him play, I just was not sold on him. And then the NFL apparently wasn't sold on him either, because he was the fourth QB taken of the bunch in this stack draft class, 10th by the Bears, who traded up to get him. And look, the NFL draft is not an exact science. Patrick Mahomes was 10th overall pick, right? Deshaun Watson was picked. Justin Herbert was before Tua. Excuse me, was picked after Tua. Like, the list goes on. But Justin Fields is going off the board as the QB 16 right now. One, he's not starting to open the season. Andy Dalton is. Two, what happens if Andy Dalton has some success early on in the season? When does Justin Fields play? Yeah, like what happens like if Chicago goes huge scrub. two or three and zero to start the season? Like he's a scrub, but he's not a huge scrub. And then he's not a David Blau. Yeah, and everyone says, "Oh, Justin Fields might have arguably the best team around him of all the quarterbacks drafted this year." David Montgomery in the backfield, Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, Jimmy Graham, Cole Komet, and company. But. Matt Nagy offenses have sucked. Yes, he has had some awful quarterbacks in Mitchell Trubisky and such, but the Bears offense has not been good. Shout out to Ryan McDowell who shared this. The last time the Chicago Bears have had a QB1 was in 1995. Eric Kramer. Eric Kramer was the last guy to have a QB1 season for the Chicago Bears. The year we were born, Jason. The year we were born. And look, Justin Fields has the rushing ability. The laser arm that people love to point out. Blah, blah, blah. What happens if he takes over and has a Tua-esque season? If you stashed and rostered Tua last season, it was terrible for your fantasy team. People are also like... I don't know, maybe Justin Herbert made people forget that like... Rookie quarterbacks aren't always the best in fantasy. Yeah. Their true <laughs> throw value average is around quarterback 30. Joe Burrow is Which is bottom the of the pile. 
in the thirties. And is Justin Fields is his, is he going to be running enough to make up for all that? And I get the whole Watson and Mahomes spiel. But he was the fourth quarterback off the board. Yeah. And there were many teams who could use a quarterback that passed up on him. So don't give me that shit. So look, I'm not I'm not a QB guru, right? I don't I'm not if I just because I don't tip really like Justin Fields that much doesn't mean Justin Fields is going to suck. Maybe he takes over as an absolute monster and goes crazy. Maybe. But there's no way I'm taking a guy as the 16th quarterback off the board who is not starting the season as a starter. And we don't really know the upside in that offense that much. Like, people are just assuming because of his legs and the weapons he has, he's going to be a top-five guy on a team that hasn't had a top-12 quarterback since 1995. He's going ahead of Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, higher first-round draft picks, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lance, maybe even Trevor Lawrence. I'm not entirely sure where Trevor Lawrence is going at the moment. I think Trevor Lawrence is going slightly higher. Let me open the Broto app and check the ADP. So I just don't see it, man. Like, I do not really see taking Justin Fields. Like, do people just expect him to set the world on fire once he takes over and not have any growing pains or anything? Apparently. And whatever happened to, like, Trevor Lawrence being this dual threat type guy, right? Just like... Or like... I feel like no one. Andrew Luck. It's it's no one talking about Trevor Lawrence because they just expect it. Like obviously, we're just keeping him out of this because he's the number one. I feel like that's what it is with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. But yeah, I am not going to be, in all honesty, drafting Justin Fields very often. Uh, on sleeper, Trevor Lawrence is quarterback nine, so he's going yeah, a lot. He's going a lot higher than Justin Fields, which makes sense. But yeah, I'm just I'm not I'm not doing it. Quarterback sixteen is wild. I agree. Straight up wild. But transition, what helps a young quarterback is the running game. And I think the question here with David Montgomery, because Tariq Cohen is still dealing with injury. He'll probably return at some point. We don't know what his role will be. They brought in Damian Williams. That's fine. He's, He's Damian Williams. The question with David Montgomery is, is he actually good? Like, that's the key thing with David Montgomery. And I think that that question is baked into his ADP. Because when was the last time a 24-year-old running back ended the season as a top five running back and was running back 20 in ADP the next season? <laughs> yeah, it's not a. Uh, when was the last often. time that happened? I don't know. We're notorious Montgomery haters. Can't believe I'm saying this. I'm digging the value, man. At running back 20, I'm digging the value. We all know he was overall running back one during weeks 12 through 17. Had three straight 100-yard games. And a lot of people credit that to the strength of schedule. And sure, that's fine. It was an easy schedule. But you still got to do it. And that tells me David Montgomery is capable of destroying bad defenses. And it's tough to always predict these bad defenses. Right now, I cannot tell you. No one can tell you. I don't give a fuck who they are. Who the defense 
we're gonna who the defense is that we're gonna be pointing to in week sixteen, saying you need to start a running back against this team. No one knows. Maybe it'll be the team the Bears are facing week sixteen. All I know is that David Montgomery before that crazy stretch he went on was running back twenty. And now his ADP is running back twenty. So he's being drafted exactly where he would be drafted if he didn't have that crazy run of RB1 for five straight games. But that happened and no one cares. He finished fourth in the NFL in carries, fifth among running backs in receptions, 54 receptions. The The Bears did draft Tevin Jenkins in the second round. And of course, Justin Fields might take over. And if he's a better quarterback, that means better things for the offense. The only thing to note, I noted earlier, I'm a little weary of Matt Nagy taking over for Bill Lazor again. But at running back 20, even if David Montgomery is the David Montgomery of weeks 1 through 11, you're not killing your team. You have an RB2. He might not win you weeks, but he's not going to lose you weeks either. He's there, but the upside's also there. I like Montgomery running back 20. Probably the first time I'm tooting his horn. Yeah, you know I am not a David Montgomery guy at all. But I, I don't hate the cost currently. I was expecting him to be a higher round pick at this time of the year, and he's not. Yeah. I also. It's I, just not going up, his ADP. I like to skip the so called RB dead zone, the rounds four, three, four, five type area yeah. of running backs. So I have not been drafting much of David Montgomery. I prefer to grab like a C.D. Lamb and Allen Robinson over someone like David Montgomery or Robert Woods, for instance. But if you start like Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill or something of that sort, and then you take David Montgomery, so be it. I'm still not a huge fan of his. I still think people are overhyping the end of season tremendous ending that he had in just ridiculously great matchups and no Terry Cohen. But, and who knows if Justin Fields takes over, helps him. Right? Like if Justin Fields doesn't dump off to the running back as much, that's not a good thing. Yeah. If they have to change the offensive style, who knows if he'll be able to adapt right away. So I'm not like completely sold on David Montgomery, but I don't think he's being overvalued, which is probably the first year where I think his ADP actually kind of makes sense. If anything, I thought it would be a little higher. So, I don't absolutely hate David Montgomery either. I can't believe I'm saying those words out loud. We agree on that. Yeah. yeah. All right, but I've talked a lot. And we all know Allen Robinson's another stud on this offense. So, before I talk about the wide receivers, you also like Cole Komet, I value, no? I like Cole Komet, baby. Why? Well, this is why. Last season, Jimmy Graham and Cole Komet were a lot better than people remember. They combined for 119 targets. If that was one person, that is third overall behind only Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller. They combined for 70 receptions, 697 receiving yards, and 10 receiving touchdowns. That is 199.7 PPR points behind only Kelsey and Waller 
and would have been 30 points ahead of the third overall tight end, TJ Hawkinson. Hot damn. Jimmy Graham caught eight touchdowns last season, 50 receptions. He's still there, I know. But he's another year older. And Cole Komet, after week nine, took over as the main tight end in that offense. Recapping snap counts from week 10 on in 2020. Cole Komet played 70% of the snaps, 79%, and then to close out the last three weeks, 100%, All games where Jimmy Graham was healthy and active. If Cole Komet takes even a smidge of the work that Jimmy Graham had last season, he's going to blow his ADP out of the water. He's currently going at pick of tight end 23, pick 174. Basically free in drafts. If he just completely takes over that tight end room, he is going to make that ADP look laughable. I am a huge fan of Cole Komet because he is free. You can get him for free. If Jimmy Graham is the main cog there or Cole Komet isn't living up to anything and is just being a mediocre player, you can just drop him because he's free. Or you just found the tight end who is going to end as a top 10 tight end going super late in drafts or free after the draft, which happens every single year. Because every year, there are a few tight ends that nobody expects coming out of the blue. Last year, it was Robert Tunyon, who just really came out of nowhere. Logan Thomas, who was drafted outside like the top 25 tight ends. You could get that in Cole Komet. If all goes well. So sign me up for that, obviously. Because we're talking about a lot of upside for a free player. Yeah. That is a lot of analysis. analysis. A lot of a smuggish blog of analysis. I mean, he's basically free, so why not take the chance? said free a lot. Call Komet or uh, Herb Smith? Hmm. I mean, right now I'd Since probably we just Herb did the Smith, Vikings. But... Based on ADP? Based on ADP, Komet, of course. Yeah. What if I told you Cole Komet's going to be the second receiving option on the team? I'd be very interested. I mean, I don't think that's the case. But he'll at least be the 2B, maybe. Because we look at the Bears, right? We have Allen Robinson, and in my opinion, Co. Uh, Allen Robinson had two extremely similar seasons the past two years. 154 targets. 151 targets the next year. 98 receptions, 102 the next year. 1,150 yards, 1,250 the next year. Six touchdowns, seven the next year. So in this Bears offense, no matter who's under center, A-Rod has established a solid floor, A-Rob, of 100 receptions, 1,100 yards, and six touchdowns. If Fields is better than Dalton or Foles, then those numbers can only go up. He's a good pick at ADP. You know what you're going to get. The question comes afterwards. Because behind him is Darnell Mooney, Demir Bird, Marquise Goodwin, Justin Hardy, Javon Wims, Riley Ridley. Everyone on that list is whack. Besides maybe Darnell Mooney. 
I don't think Darnell Mooney's whack. But is he overrated? Everyone's favorite fucking sleeper, Darnell Mooney. Last season... The Mooney line. Darnell Mooney was 65th in PPR points per game. You know what his true target value was? 56th. Yuck. His true target value was 9 higher than his PPR points per game. Meaning he did less with his targets than he was supposed to. And people are acting like he's the next coming of fucking Stefan Diggs, the late round star. And he saw 98 targets last year. And he turned it into 61, 6, 31, and 4. His target distribution didn't change much throughout the season. He had two games with 9 and 11 targets. Those 20 targets in those two games, he put up 8 catches, 77 yards, 0 touchdowns. So how many more targets is he going to see this season? Sleeper ADP right now is wide receiver 51. If you want to take a shot at him at wide receiver 51, fine. Go ahead. But don't think you're getting this wide receiver 2. Or even wide receiver 3. In my opinion, he's a flex play at best. He has questionable quarterback play. He saw 98 targets last year and didn't do much with them. He didn't perform up to his true target value. I know last year was his rookie season, but he was also a late pick. These guys don't... Like, at the end of the day, higher picks perform better in the future. I get Darnell Mooney. I get that he could be that a decent player, but he's not going to break out this year like people think he is. Last year, we used the Mooney line. It's like, should you consider this guy as a flex play? Let's just use the Mooney line again, because I don't think much has changed with Darnell Mooney. So, sure. Is the, is the future looking up for Darnell Mooney? Sure. Fine. Whatever. Am I drafting him on my teams? Probably not. Give me Corey Davis around the same range. And you know I hate Corey Davis. And that's my spiel on Darnell Mooney. Yeah. I'm with you, man. Um, He is not someone that I've been targeting much. Um... I just, I don't really see the massive appeal that some people seem to have. I agree with everything you said about him and the questionable quarterback play and just overall, how many mouths are they going to feed in that offense? I think he will have good weeks, but I think you're going to have to really pick the matchups. And I don't think he'll be anything more than like a flex play all season. Like he'll have some top 30 wide receiver weeks, but it's going to be hard to choose which weeks those are and in a redraft league having someone like that isn't really like super valuable so he's not someone I've been actively targeting much I don't see like some huge breakout coming I concur and then the one injury away brother this was a tough one and then I realized it's not a tough one even though I'm not a big Justin Fields guy It's obviously Justin Fields. Because if Andy Dalton were to go down, we got ourselves a Tyrod Taylor poked in the lung situation that enhanced the speed of Justin Herbert making his NFL debut. If something were to happen to Andy Dalton and Justin Fields was forced into action and he does use his legs a ton, then maybe he does live up to his ADP. So I think this one, for me, is clearly a Justin Fields 
answer. Yeah, because if Montgomery gets hurt, what, Damian Williams? Yeah, Terry Cohen Terry isn't going to become like a... The answer is just no. A workhorse. Yeah, you're right. Maybe Mooney, it. if A-Rob were to go down. He would definitely become more interesting. That's the NFC He's like North a wide receiver brother. handcuff. We're through the two divisions now. AFC yeah, who North, is it? NFC Damian North. Williams is the handcuff for yeah. the Bears, but then Terry Cohen's there. It's It's not a great handcuffing situation. Correct. Next up. Tomorrow, we will begin the AFC West. Flying out to the West Coast. Some exciting teams there. But thanks for listening to the Bears Heat Wave. I'm at Brodoff of Jason. At Brodoff of Mike. Uh, we're also here for at Brodoff of Tim and at Brodoff of Casanova. See what we did there. Um, at Brodoff Fantasy for everything on Twitter. BrodoffFantasy.com, our hub our, for everything. The Fantasy Football by Brodo app. Our hub for even more things. Download it today. Free for a limited time. Thanks to the folks at patreon.com slash brotofantasy if you want to join and support the show, support the app, support all things Broto. Every dollar we make from that goes to the app. Sometimes you don't know where these Patreon creators, you don't know what they're doing with that money. You see what we're doing with it. It's going straight to the app. So if you want to support, we highly appreciate it. Until next time. Heat wave!